0: What are you drinking?
1: Mm. Ah, Brewdog. Yeah, I went for a bike ride yesterday with um, uh, Dominic. Um, we cycled 11 miles, which was great, and then we undid all of that work by buying a four-pack of Brewdogs and getting a pack of chips.
0: Ah, but hang on. Right, working out maths here, because I'm good at that. Yeah. You bought a four pack of Brew Dog after your cycle. Mm-hmm. You're now drinking one of those Brew Dogs. Presumably, you split them evenly, which meant you had a Brew Dog.
1: Mm. I had a Brew Dog. He had most of a Brew Dog, then remembered that BrewDog Dog is nearly 6% and he had to drive. So he was like, all right. Yeah, he drove yeah. He drove from Surbiton. No, they didn't live in Surbiton. Streatham. He drove from Streatham, Streatham. To, to say hello. And then, um, yeah, we had a little bike ride, we had a kit swap. So he's borrowed... A kit Kat. A kit swap. He's... Um, I hear what I want to hear. You do, He's borrowed my disc recorder. I have borrowed his Osmo. So we're having a little... Osmo? Yeah, a little handheld... Osmo? Osmo. DJI
0: Osmo. Oh, the DJI stabilizer mm. thingy majig. Mm, very good. That Your iPhone kind of does anyway?
1: It's yes, getting kind better, of. That. Getting better. But it doesn't have the, you know, all of the Vatlark. Oh, that was a... That was a mic tap. Mic
0: tap. Because you, know you know I have one of those, right? Yeah, I do know I have that. one of those, and mine, mine went batshit crazy. Right. I was going to try and give it to you,
1: but I thought better of it. I, um, <laughs> it nearly broke, so I was thinking I'd about put... passing it on, but I changed my mind.
0: Well, I, kn- I know you were keen, and I was less keen to give it to you when it was functional, but now, mm. you know, it's anyone's <laughs> game. It turns out it really doesn't like your iPhone if
1: it's in a case.
0: That throws its yes, magnets all off. Yes, it's yeah. It's got an expected
1: yeah. weight parameter. And so mm. I imagine the calibration could be a bit of a... But you're not really a case guy, are you? Well, not usually, no. Um
0: You're quite right. But now, because age has set in and with age comes paranoia and greyness, I took the paranoia... To mean that my very, very expensive things that are getting more and more expensive Mm. have a more likelihood to break Mm. if they're not, you know, encased in some kind of protect-me-not plastic, which arguably should be in the design to start with.
1: Yeah, whatever happened to that Um, sapphire glass or whatever it wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, all of that, like, this is the toughest glass ever, Mm. in air quotes, but yeah, you know, glass is glass and glass will break.
1: Made by or from gorillas as far as i'm as far as i'm led to believe i
0: never quite understood the manufacturing process of that or how you know when we have fair trade coffee mm. and everyone got quite quite uppity at nestle mm. about fair trade yes. and all of that how the makers of gorilla glass and in fact gorilla tape got away with abusing gorillas for years i mean it's in the name
1: see uh, well, it depends because if you are hang on have we started yes fine um <laughs> i think wh- hello
0: welcome back to the Quiet enjoy well, podcast w-
1: welcome to the thing play the play the thing So, um, so gorillas—the abuse of gorillas, the mistreatment of gorillas,
0: the mistreatment of gorillas. Mm. Um, where was I on that? That's right. Yes. So Nestle didn't get away with their thing. Gorillas—we've uh, got gorilla tape and gorilla glass. What other? What other things do we have that are named after gorillas? Uh, there's a band. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Do you think they're missing out on some kind of licensing opportunity, or some kind of, you know? Deal they could do, you know. Gorillas uh, now supports Gorilla Glass. Are you?
1: Or? Oh, them. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant the the actual. I thought you actually meant gorillas. I I was wondering if you were trying to work out whether you could represent gorillas from a legal perspective and have their say.
0: You mean the animals, gorillas?
1: Well, yeah, from I mean, a legal we,
0: perspective. Bef-
1: before we, how would bef- that meeting go? Before we sort of like <laughs> sidelined into the band, I assumed that perhaps you had like a a, a five year projection for how you could, um, you know, or. Uh, not not Autonomate. Um, oh, damn it. What is the thing when you give power to the people?
0: <laughs> an election? I it's, don't know what the
1: word is you're a, thinking of. An up. autonomous
0: collective. Something... Maybe it is autonomous. <laughs> so, I
1: just think that sounds
0: like a robot that's become self-aware.
1: It probably is. <laughs> Let's skip this bit. Oh no, it's the <laughs> autonomous again.
0: Um, I would just like... To, I would like to see how you would take on a gorilla as a client or, or even, in fact, put yourself out to one gorilla to talk to the other gorillas to try and get into their fold. I mean, imagine a lawyer walking into the forest. And, well, that's me knocking on a tree, which must represent the whole forest because sure. they don't have doors. So you knock on a tree, gorilla comes out. <laughs> 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 which could have been the greeting noise of a gorilla or a door opening. We're not sure. I've never met a gorilla that could be their opening gambit it might be the r- same r-
1: thing like that's why you don't get gorillas in like densely populated areas because anytime one walks past a squeaky door they think somebody's trying to start a conversation with them <laughs> r- so you've just got streets yes
0: streets full of gorillas looking a bit miffed at people's doorways <laughs> of people who've walked in 10 minutes before and they're wondering why the door isn't speaking back they don't know <laughs> well, the fuck pills.
1: this I'm going to live in the jungle <laughs> where's that lawyer Dave ate him oh shit <laughs> he had a deal yeah cuz how would you you're right in thinking how would you reasonably start a conversation with either a gorilla or a, a bunch of gorillas because that would be hard enough as it is not only would you have to learn the skills and also have a kind of survival element about you because you know at any point you could be ripped limb from limb uh, if you said the wrong thing perhaps they don't have the same standards of you know social discourse that we have courtesy politeness you know a please and a thank you here might not work the same way in gorilla terms Perhaps every single interaction you have to have with them, you you must come loaded with at least bananas or perhaps cash.
0: Imagine if, as a lawyer, you had to show dominance to the gorillas to actually get them on side. And what they really, what you might you might try a few, because presumably you're like a law outfit, Mm. right? It's not just one lawyer. This is a whole outfit that's got onto this, like, gone right, guys. Yeah. You know, captive market here, ready to go. The gorillas, they've got no one looking after them. So what we need is five specialists. And what we're going to do is we're going to divide you into things we're going to try with the gorillas so the first one jeff you're going to go in you're going to talk to them just talk to the gorillas see if through the power of body language and the human spirit you can get through to this medieval primate (laughs) (laughs) all right okay in goes jeff on day one in he goes right knocks on the tree and he comes (laughs) Met by Gorilla One, who immediately rips his face off. Sure. Right. Human discourse didn't work. Mm. Sad time for Jeff.
1: Flowers to the family. Number two, Barry. <laughs> Barry, you're going to send a gift basket before the meeting and then you're going to turn up and you're just going to ease yourself in there. Maybe don't knock on the door. Apparently the noise sounds very similar to a way that they greet each other and we don't know what the ins and outs of that are. So send a gift basket, maybe some Ferrero Rocher, maybe some flowers. Turn up two days later, see if you can start a dialogue. Barry, go. Barry, of course, does
0: everything he's instructed to do. Basket goes forward, not a problem. (laughs) He comes back the next day startles the guerrillas who have started some kind of tribal warfare against the basket because it's a threat Uh, he's now seen as a representative of the basket and not of the law uh, firm, ripped to shreds. That's the end of Barry. Very, very sad. Flowers to his nan. Now Susan (laughs) Susan. We're going to try for the female approach here. Maybe softly, softly maybe a different kind of energy is, is what we need Okay. Let's send Susan in. Susan, obviously didn't hear the warning about the knocking on the door knocks straight on the tree and is met with the gorillas who just kind of stare at her they're a bit confused now these weird people keep turning up into their camp to be eaten voluntarily they're not quite sure why this is happening so they capture susan and susan now lives with them as one of the gorilla people (laughs) no flowers needed susan's not dead
1: (laughs) But Nigel doesn't know that because so far, three out of three, nobody's come back. So Nigel, number four, very, very hopeful, goes to see the gorilla people where he's confronted with Susan, obviously in chains, bound, nearly naked, but very close to the big gorilla. There's a sort of Jabba the Hut type vibe situation going on. And then he becomes quite irksome when he turns and realizes that the heads of both Barry and Kevin are mounted on sticks on either side of the entrance. Things do not look good for a moment he forgets why he's even there what's happening in this jungle nightmare oh yes that's right i'm here to try and start a dialogue so that we can represent some gorillas and hopefully get a few quid out of them when the marketing rights come in <laughs>
0: <laughs> hello i'm here to talk to you on behalf of of, mm-hmm. of uh, hopefully getting your name against some some form of strong glass and some some really quite tough tape <laughs> Are you interested? (laughs) Turns about face, does a runner into the jungle, never seen again. No flowers, no idea what happened
1: to him. Now the fifth guy, the fifth guy. He's the closer. He walks in with a pen, a piece of paper, and he looks at the gorilla and he says, who's the toughest gorilla here? And the king gorilla steps up and he goes, I am. And he's like, I'm here to fight you, king gorilla. And the gorilla's like, no need, like sound of deal, let's make it happen. And then it all works out. (laughs) And then Susan, still bound and gagged and half-naked, looks over at gorillas and goes,
0: yes, I have been teaching them English for the last five months. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I always say, like, the cavalcade of nonsense or the freight train of... I don't know. Freight train What's What's a good name for... Uh, a jumble of unorganised thoughts, spoken very fast without much thinking.
1: The Ford Focus of
0: mirth. The Ford Focus of mirth. Wow! Every episode there's a t-shirt. Right, <laughs> so <laughs> welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Ford Focus of mirth. That is the quite enjoyed podcast. <laughs> episode eighteen. Eighteen. Ah. <laughs> uh, me and him in separate rooms talking rubbish for at least an hour mm. or 40 minutes if it's the last episode. Cut out a lot of erms. Actually, it's about an hour if you put the erms back in. So much erms. So many erms. Worked out quite well, then. DMing is a I thing. Thought... Did not know. I am um, starting to hate, even more so, everybody. Sure. And I'll explain. I don't like the way people speak, I don't like the way people always want to video call you now i mean this accepted but i don't understand why people can't look at a picture of me while having a phone conversation i mean you know me i don't like phone conversations anyway i'll Mm. have like a a five minute conversation it's just like the rice is ready Mm. brilliant thanks everything else we'll talk about it in person or you can send me a text message i'll think about the answer i'll get back to you My text
1: messages honestly why why isn't just everything text messages if it wasn't for the fact that you occasionally need to talk to your parents text messages I'm pretty sure I'd be quite happy sitting opposite you
0: and still conversing in text to you. Mm. LOL. And looking at you stony-faced. That's another thing. Do emotions come across properly in text messages as they do in normal human speech?
1: What do you think? I've been told recently by somebody that they thought I was off with them because I didn't put an emoji at the end of my message. I just put a full stop. And I was like... Had you
0: set a precedent beforehand of, like, putting seven laughing not, faces? No, not or...
1: seven. I generally, I generally will put, like, a smiley face. Like, a your standard mm. smiley face. And if, if something's really, really, really important, I'll do the one where it's, like, turns... Knocked head slightly and smiling with a bit of cry to imply that it's the funniest thing that I've ever fucking heard and I've got to go outside and puke. But... <laughs> on the on the few times that I don't do that, on the few times where I don't add like a smiley face or even like an X like a kiss, if I just leave it with a period, then somebody will come back to me and be like, "Hey, man, what's up? Are you are you okay? Did I do something wrong?" And I'm like, "Nope. Are you sure you're not pissed off with me? Well, I am now, but I wasn't. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was totally fine before you started bringing up this nonsense. Yeah, the
1: thing with emojis
0: or emoticons, as they used to be called. Yes, I believe." Mm. Um, which I quite liked more than emojis. Don't know why I just thought things. it
1: sounded like a very positive brand of transformer. The emoticons. Fuck me, they're smiling.
0: Smile. <laughs> yeah, I'd I'd like them. I would get on board with them. But the thing with the reaction of an emoji or emoticon, <laughs> <laughs> emoticon. <like> that. Um, <laughs> yes, is you have to divide that emoji by about I don't know seven. To actually get your real reaction to what that was. So the actual smiley face is no change in emotion at all. Inside, I know you want me to be happy with this. Yes. You get a smiley face. Next one is the laugh. It's just like I've said something that should be funny. Hasn't made me laugh. Might make you laugh. Mm. Who knows? There's your smile. The rolling on the floor smile is hmm. It's hmm. I've, I've had that kind of, I've had that reaction just like, I appreciate that's funny. I'm not actually laughing because I'm not a cretin, but I, I am actually recognizing that that is funny.
1: I'm not actually laughing because I'm dead inside, and I don't do that anymore. But I, <laughs> yeah. d- I don't know what happiness is, but <laughs> I'll give you
0: happiness in the form of a yellow smiley face with tears coming out the side of its eyes. Mm. Now, don't get me wrong, that actual expression has happened to me before. I've never gone yellow. That's jaundice. That would be dangerous. But I have had that reaction before to actually cry with laughter. But if you were to get the rest of the message that went along with that emoji, it would just be <laughs> yeah. because you wouldn't be able to converse the rest of the you message because you're laughing so much. Yeah. And everything else, every third word would be that emoji face again, mm. because when you're in that reaction, it takes over you completely. So what I'm saying is, fuck emojis, fuck em. Um, the weather's been changeable, which has been fine. It's been a thing. I'm actually one of those kind of people that enjoys it when it's raining outside. Yes. So when the little spits of rain have come about, I'm like, oh, amazing. That gives me a whole reason I get to stay inside. That's
1: brilliant. But apart from it that, Legitimising legitimizes your else, operation. You're like, yay, now I don't have to go out. Yes.
0: yes. Nothing else happens. Although, although, today, mm. I had not an existential crisis, but a moral one. Ooh! Now let me run it past you. you see what your take on this is. Okay, take, take see what your take is. Mm. Right. I'm sitting in my office doing my work because you know I'm a good boy, and <laughs> I'm certainly not drinking tea or playing games or doing anything like that. I'm sitting in my office. I'm doing work, and the door What are goes. games? All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's small China elephants. <laughs> I think that you arrange on your mantelpiece Great. your nan has them <laughs> yeah uh, don't touch the games um so the door goes mm. it's not a gorilla i open the, open the door obviously the social distancing woman is in the car park and she says there's a package for you brilliant why am i not to believe you why should i not believe you knocking on my door right now and handing me this big cardboard box is a puck not package for me brilliant sure. I take the package, I close the door. I haven't ordered anything. I haven't ordered a thing. Who's sending me massive packages? So I look at this box. And I think it's another thing to do with age, is the fact that my power of observation is incredibly low now. Mm -hmm. Incredibly low. I mean, it works in some stages because I see what I want to see. Yeah, well, you got box, so, you know. Well this is a box I was, I was hap- sweet I was happy with the box mm. I'm like right okay I've got the box I know great. what this is and I'm about to rip it open about to rip it open when I see a very small label on the side I'm like ah okay maybe this will give me a clue where it came from at least my Hermes not a great clue but at least it tells me it was delivered by you then I see the name Fiona oh now <laughs> you you people listening may not know me very well but my name's not Fiona. Not I'm, even on weekends. Doesn't even doesn't even contain many of the same letters, right? So, at best, it's got. So goo. this is. If this is a typo, it's fucking amazing, but it's probably not. So now, I have a box in my hallway. Addressed to someone else, that, morally, I don't know what to do with. I'm now. In a, because because of this whole situation me, you know, being on my own and not really understanding how the world works anymore, I now have a crisis when I weeks. look at this What's box. What happened to you? <laughs> someone gave me some really, really mysterious packets of things before we went into lockdown, and I've got through them now. And now I can see time. <laughs> <laughs> but I also get freaked out by boxes labelled someone else's name it, in my hallway. Is the
1: address yours?
0: Yes, the address is mine. So it's obviously the previous occupant. Oh, I see. But I now have a box. But they haven't lived here for years. Fine.
1: Open it, man. And I've she never yours. had... I've never ha- what yours. do you mean open it? Open it. I can't. That's it's looks- addressed to somebody that doesn't live there anymore. And that person didn't leave a forwarding address. What are you meant to do?
0: But isn't it illegal to open other people's mail? Isn't that a
1: thing? Only if what's it's inside illegal. is shit. If I incriminating it's, myself? If it's, <laughs> what's inside if it's something is shit. good, then you're like, oh, awesome. I needed a bidet <laughs> i mean the, i mean the box is big but it could be an ipad
0: anything could be an ipad the ipads are only really small but that could be anything in there
1: yeah i mean if you're looking at it from a sort of fundamental perspective uh, it is at all points until opened and observed it is anything in there it is everything it's constantly changing and it's in a state of flux and then as you get closer and closer to the box the the the, the widening narrow of potential uh gets smaller and smaller until the point where you open it it becomes the thing but before you open it and set eyes on it it's schrodinger's whatever you like do you remember that episode of family guy where
0: they're offered the boat or the mystery box yes and they're like whoa, whoa, whoa. well the boat's a boat but the mystery box that could be anything even that could even be a boat <laughs> you know how much we've wanted one of them i i could have a boat in my hallway probably not but possibly, sure. Sure. So that is as exciting as my week gets, and I'm keeping the excitement on tent hooks by not actually opening the fucking.
1: Thing. So okay, so then answer me this: How long are you going to keep an unopened box dormantly sitting in your corner, whilst you um, squirrel, squirrel away the potential ramifications of you know opening it and it being something life-changing and amazing?
0: Oh, honestly, it's too early to tell. This could take years.
1: When did it come? Today. Okay. Like this morning. Right. Okay. I can see why it's still such a quandary for you. Let's talk on the oh. next podcast and see what happened. <laughs> maybe it could be like a series. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Throughout this entire series, season, we'll we'll see. What, maybe it's a finale. Mm. In the finale, we'll find out what's in the box. I just hope it's not perishable because otherwise. (laughs) Oh, it's lemons. And they've gone very, very bad. (laughs) This series goes eight years like the last one did. And I wait for eight years. Oh, fuck. Happy birthday, Fiona. Here's mittens. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Mittens doesn't look well. (laughs) Although, I could possibly use mittens as a sock puppet now? I don't know. Yeah, a a
1: novelty oven mitt. (laughs) But that's... But that's
0: me and my naivety thinking that cats rot from the inside out.
1: <laughs> yeah, on the outside, so, it's, it's it's very furry and very clean. And on the inside, it's just dry and a husk. There's nothing gory, nothing gooey. It's I, lovely.
0: I tell you what, <laughs> puts another spin on Sooty, doesn't it? That Ooh. thing's fucking barbaric if that's where Matthew Corbett's Ooh. getting all them puppets. My God. Goes down the pet cemetery. Oh, you got yourself a little dog there, beautiful. <laughs> Straight on the hand, that is. Right, squeak, squeak, squeak. Lovely jubbly. Confuses the gorillas. What have we got next? Oh, you've got a miniature panda. Brilliant. You don't see these in the pet territory every day. Thanks very much. Straight on the hand. There we are. I've got myself a show. Fuck me. What's that in that? That's a bear. You've got a fucking miniature yellow bear in it. Where'd you get one of them? I haven't seen one of them in years. Oh, no, it's a normal bear. Just got dipped in turmeric. Right, fine. Let's put that on the hand.
1: There we are. God, television in the 80s was amazing.
0: What happened to television? Well, I mean, all right, obviously, we're av- around about the same age. You're older, so you'll die sooner. But I think that we remember kind of the same period of television and television being great. Right? I didn't have, a, I don't have a, a gripe with television growing up well, in the 80s. Four, don't remember the Four 70s. channels
1: of pure awesome
0: that's what you had an, four, an occasional four
1: country file <laughs> yeah back back when it was
0: totally fine to be a country file before the police coned that phrase as something a <laughs> bit more deviant
1: he's a wrong don't I go think. near him he's a- that's what he is he's a proper country file <laughs> don't go near him he's a country file <laughs> <laughs> we've heard about your sort mate
0: who do they prey on or oh, no scarecrows or some <laughs> shit? You know, fucking country file you? just leave them alone file is not a good thing what about nail file no you don't want to go near nail files <laughs> fucking hell don't want to get any of them
1: where'd you get your accent
0: from emmerdale right fine
1: <laughs> <It's> Just it <laughs> emmerdale of the north no
0: <laughs> no no it's all, they're all farmers and farmers talk like this because that's what we say we do because we're british and this is how accents work anyway where was i oh yeah the 80s that's right so 80s television we don't remember the 70s because we weren't around we weren't there mm. so the 70s TV shows could have been great don't remember but the 80s the 80s is when something amazing happened with television catchphrase what? yes <laughs> Roy Walker my god man, where are you when your
1: country needs you most where's Roy? <laughs> why are you not bringing everybody together?
0: he should be back on the t. and then now follows a part of political broadcast from Roy Walker <laughs> everyone would tune in yeah Everyone to be there.
1: Margaret, stop what you're yeah. doing. Roy Walker's back and he's got something to say.
0: <laughs> don't be a prick like Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should be afraid to call people out for making, you know, asses of themselves in Parliament or anywhere else. Mm. And actually, you know, if, if Boris had come on the next day and said, well, I've been informed, uh, Dominic, he's an absolute prick. I mean, he just did. You just walked out and he went and saw his family. I mean, what's all about I, 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 I Stern talking to you,
1: don't you? And then... It's <laughs> quality And then we get
0: back on with it. We're just like, well, he's going to get a stern talking to that's fine. Boris knows he's been a prick and he's going to get a bit of a rousting. So that's fine. We'll be all right with it. But no, instead what they go is like, Well, he knows something about me, and I know something about him, so we're really looking after each
1: other right now. Thank you. Good night. Here's what it is. It's it's sort of stalemate. Uh, I don't want to say my thing. He doesn't want to say his. Obviously, if we were in the pub, we'd say it, and it'd be fine. The country would be sorted out. We can't go to the pub. So stay indoors. Go outdoors, obviously, but remain indoors. And, um, you know, Barnard Castle's lovely, probably. It's in Durham, but, you know... Sturms, the place. I'm I'm the Prime Minister. Goodbye. (laughs) Then you see someone wheel him off. (laughs) You see them power him down. TV is a mess. TV TV in in the the 80s. 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 It really was amazing. TV in the 80s was amazing.
0: Yes, because an amazing thing happened in the 80s, which we were all kind of fine with and we were all on board with and we didn't realise that everything that we know and love now was trying to sell us something else. Yes. And this was an amazing time. Mm. That we we were the first generation, I think, that really came up against hardcore 25-minute animated adverts.
1: Yes. when When something exists purely for... Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a column A, column B. Column A, to amaze and entertain, and that's about 30% of it. But column B, which is 70% of it, is to just sell you shit. Yes. Mm. you got a load of toys that you've just made? Sure, we'll sell them. Got a load of toys that you bought in China and don't know what you're going to do with? We'll turn it into a show. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, Those Transformers, they look interesting, but we're never going to be able to sell those in 23 seconds. So how about 23 minutes? And what we'll do is we'll take, we'll kind of take inspiration of what the Japanese art was that made this. Uh, But we'll have to make it a bit more Western happy. Uh, Good soundtrack? Yeah, good soundtrack. Put that in. Uh, Okay. Big, manly, deep robot voices. Yeah, that'll do. Nonsensical plots. Sold. Put it in we'll sell millions of them and they did
1: yes they i did. watched a documentary well, i bought some
0: uh, or my mum did i yes you, uh, we wouldn't have bought any we've got no money but no. mums definitely bought some thanks mums i doubt that's why mums went to I- iceland but we never know i watched a documentary called turtle power yes because in the 80s i was very big on the teenage mutant ninja amphibians uh are they reptiles reptiles amphibians reptiles reptiles, yeah. reptiles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Reptiles Mm. that would have worked too Mm. I was very big on them Uh, you know uh, maybe I enjoyed the nonsense of the name which just you know is one of those other TV shows or it was actually a comic book first wasn't it that was probably named after a drunk night with words on a dartboard and throw them and and Teenage okay (laughs) Mutant all right I'm in so far Ninja fuck yeah Boom! Turtles. Fuck! Now I got to draw that. But it's fine. It's yeah. fine.
1: It's fine. We'll just we'll just use this approach for the whole show, right? Right. What, what have we got? Uh, Throw. Okay. So there's four of them, and they are phoom, named after Renaissance artists. Excellent. Good stuff, Brian. Like it. Uh, and and they wear phoom, bits of coloured silk. I like it very much. And their master is a phoom, ninja rat. Sure. Why not? And they're pursued <laughs> by a uh, warthog and a phoom, rhino and they both have (laughs) you know (laughs) they dress like they're b-boys and um there's a dude in a fucking jar who's a brain in some bloke's stomach (laughs) all right look i'm running out of darts and this is getting silly (laughs) somebody's got to draw (laughs) (laughs) this (laughs)
2: <laughs>
0: when do you? When do we stop throwing the darts? When you have a good
1: idea.
2: Well, <laughs>
1: fine. We'll throw one more. Oh, they eat pizza. Of course they do. All right, all right. Yeah. We're done. <laughs> what's their What's their main arch en- enemy
0: then? I don't know. Give me that last fucking dart. Uh, f- dumf, a shredder. I'm not drawing a fucking paper shredder as an enemy. Well, just take the name and make it something else. All right. Fuck. Give me the pen. <laughs>
1: That was a real that's looking around the office for inspiration idea, wasn't it? Uh, and their their sworn enemy is... Photocopier? No. Uh, shredder! Shredder? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, typewriter? No. Uh, bin? Bin? Did you make an enemy bin? <laughs> <laughs> their sworn enemy is Janice from Accounts. No, that's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's
0: make her a reporter instead. Um... Oh, and the Rhino and Warthog thing you did. They're great. Everyone loves the designs. We can't go with the name Rhino and Warthog, though, apparently, because that's too, you know, not marketable. You can't you can't sell that. So we're going to have to come up with, with other names. I'm not going back to the dartboard. I know, we're all out of darts. They're all on there. So what we're having to do is actually we're going to have to take it from the public lexicon. What? You mean just take buzzwords that happen to be kind of popular now? Um, yes. Yes um what's the music that all the kids with the caps that wear backwards like um hip-hop yes but we can't say that what can we say bebop yes all right let's do that bebop and what other kind of music is popular right now what are the kids like uh, rock music's getting quite i like it i like where you're going where else could we take it rock 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 music well steady on don't go to Well, hang on rock steady mate you have got a cartoon come on
1: sit yourself down i don't care if you're 10 draw it right now let's quick let's quickly put all this together into a cogent sentence and sell it to the network 500 million pounds in marketing later well that was a good hour wasn't it (laughs) (laughs) but you're glad we brought that dartboard now aren't you (laughs) hey
0: now go get the darts. I've got new strips of paper to put up for you. We're making a series about biker mice, <laughs> biker mice from Mars.
2: <laughs>
0: that's dartboard round two. But the, tur- the whole turtles phenomenon was great because it literally was a comic book that uh, Eastman and Laird, I think Eastman and Laird, Laird, I think that's their name. Uh, they they were part of um, they were part of a big comic book company, and they didn't quite like. How they were being you know forced to draw stuff that was ridiculous and uh, you know they, they didn't
1: like, so they came up with their own was it was it was it on behalf of Bandai is it Bandai the people that the toy company that
0: no, I actually think they went with they went with a lesser known third party I know Fred Wolf did the cartoons okay but I think they went with another well i can't remember what the I want to say Hasbro but Hasbro just probably bought them years later. Mm. It was another company anyway, but they did their they did their comic book. And it was quite dark. I don't know if you've ever read the I've Teenage no, Mutant no. Ninja Turtles. No. They're quite dark. And they all have the same colour bandana. Mm. They don't. They, the cartoon did that, right? They had no eye pupils. So these were Teenage Mutant Ninja monsters, mm. really. Someone obviously goes, we can make some fucking good toys out of them. Mm. Like, okay. Yeah. All right. We're in. Brighten up a bit, Steve. We're Come gonna- on. <laughs> We, we're going to have to make a cartoon that goes alongside it, though. All right. Sorry. Rewind. Uh, why do we have to make a cartoon? Well, the thing about kids is they're really, really stupid. <laughs> and the only way we can get them to know that a toy exists is to put something on their television set that they have to sit down for at least 20 minutes to let it go in. Fine. Okay. Let's make a cartoon then. Right. We have got 15 million pounds to make a cartoon. We'll use nine and a half million of it on the opening title sequence. And then whatever we've got left over, we'll try and make three series out of. How about that? Nice. Okay, fine. So if you look at the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Hero Turtles as it was here, uh, cartoon, and you watch the opening titles, it is so much better animated than the rest of the series. In fact, sometimes they put the wrong voices to the wrong characters. True.
1: Phoning it in. Phoning it in at the last Mm. minute. What, 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 so t- what, did, what did you spend all the budget on while well, we made the fuck out of an intro sequence and now we've got about nine quid and, uh, and three weeks so what do we do um, <laughs> and we also doubled the size of the dartboard just in case <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Turner, Turtles was definitely like my my favourite mm. show of the 80s that mm-hmm. I went to what was yours
1: um, I w- it, w- it was a cross between Transformers and uh, Thundercats I was uh I was very into both of those shows. I I like the idea of turning into something else, which is generally how it went down in those kind of shows. As and, and He-Man and Visionaries and things like that. Anything where you start as something and then you turn into something else in order to gain power. I like that. So I think in my previous life, I was either a butterfly or I don't know where I'm going with this bit. So, why, uh, ask me again. <laughs> Sorry, this Pilsner, this Pilsner is fucking strong. I apologize. What is happening here? Well, it's changed
0: now. It was, it was, it was Brewdog, and now it's changed onto forty-five days old.
1: Whatever that is. Jesus, I don't even know what. Seven point four percent. Okay, okay, okay. Thanks, That's... thanks, Beer Club. Well, I liked about.
0: 80s TV programs and 80s toys as well is I don't know if that's if this is a thing that I've just become more aware of lately or if it was always a thing in the 80s um, is the bootlegs oh yeah is the fake versions of the thing that you liked Mm. which is ever so slightly different and likely poisonous or has far too many sharp bits in it like Transformers like you say the Transformers TV show is very popular Mm. Transmorgas not so much. Hmm. Transmorgas, more likely to lose a leg. Sure. On the toy of Transmorgas, more likely to get a truck that's only got two wheels. See, what they should have done is gone more British with that and like done Robin Reliance. You'd have a Transformer that was a Robin Reliant, wouldn't you? Oh, i love the idea Fuck, of... can you imagine how much that would be worth now?
1: I like the idea of there being a British version of a Transformers anyway. It's just like it turns into a Skoda oh. with a clapped out wheel.
0: Duh-duh, I'm quite shit. <laughs> or a teapot a cup of tea. The tea <laughs> goes everywhere as he transforms and it's just wet and he's a robot obviously so it short circuits him and he dies.
1: Transformers, ouch it's burning me. <laughs> but sometimes they get a little bit more cryptic.
0: Mm. Like you get um, uh, Thundercats. Thundercats was a great one. Thundercats, big show about Lionel, the, or Lionel, Lionel? Lionel, yes. Lionel, Lionel, Lionel. <laughs> Lionel. Not Richie. Lionel. L- Lionel. <laughs> yes. Lionel? Lionel. Hello, as in I'm the floor Lionel. covering. <laughs> That's the dartboard again. (laughs) Floor covering, lino. Sometimes when you'd get the bootleg versions of of stuff like Thundercats, uh, they'd go all out Mm. and they'd think about the name really too hard. And they'd come up with something that was better than the original, but in that kind of slightly odd way. So I remember going into a pound shop and being in awe at this, I don't know, three and a half inch, four inch, Massively muscular, green-haired Lionel, holding his massive two-bladed sword with the massive Thundercat logo, but instead of the word Thundercats, was the word Lightning Dogs. Nice. Lightning Dogs. Now that, Lightning Dogs, that's like, I respect that. I respect that. And if the paint wasn't likely to harm my fingers forever, I would buy that. Yes.
1: <laughs> if, that if this toy wasn't obviously corrosive. Yeah, I, I've, I've always been a big fan of the, the sort of the fake versions of things. Like like buying a T-shirt from a market in Spain in the 80s, you know, it was just like it would say The Simpson." And,
2: <laughs> and it'll be
1: just a slightly weird colour. The skin isn't yellow, it's kind of day orange. The hair isn't blue, it's kind of neon green. There was like a, a mainstay of colours that were only available for a very short window in the late 80s, and they existed entirely on bad merchandise and T-shirts that had probably been printed that day before you got to the market. He's literally like rubbing the, rubbing the
0: excess ink off it as he sells
1: it to you. Which is quite weird because
0: I think you actually did own that T-shirt. I think I remember it, <laughs> but I know what you mean. There was a lot of a lot of counterfeit stuff by that, and abroad it was always fine. I mean, it, it didn't even it didn't even have to be for kids. I mean, I remember going to one place, and I must have been about 11, 12, and being offered by this man on the beach a a Rolex watch. I was like, "Well, I'm your target market, aren't I? Twelve year old? He's bang up for a Rolex, he is? Come on."
1: <laughs> Hey, Mr. Executive, want to buy a Rolex? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Si, senor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fancy. <laughs> yeah,
0: here's my wrist. Slap it on. But my issue with some of the, the fake stuff was, where do you draw the line between what is fake and what is acceptable? Because I found most of the fake stuff that I got sold over the years, I was like, that's all right, actually. Mm. That's That's okay. I mean, even fake pot noodles are... They're just they're just noodles sure. with the same kind of powder. Sure. They're fine. A Rolex watch that isn't a Rolex still tells the time for at least a week. Yeah. So that's with that's with fine varying too.
1: Degrees of accuracy, but that's okay. <laughs> it looks nice. But that keeps it interesting. <laughs> is it too?
0: Is it? Is it quarter past? Who knows?
1: <laughs> no, no, no. In fairness, in fairness to this watch, I like this watch very much. I like that it tells me a time, and uh, also <laughs> that the. Um, the kind of the blueing which is happening on my skin as a, as a reaction to the metal that I'm wearing, it's actually quite flattering. It always reminds me where to put it. On which wrist I wear my watch, I remember right where it was. And if it ever goes missing, I'll know. It... <laughs> because the reason it would have gone missing is that my arm has dropped off from sepsis. <laughs> and thus, my watch went.
0: When I wake up in hospital after the amputation, I'll, the first thing I'll
1: ask is, where is that watch?
0: And can you put it on the other hand so I, I miss the green band?
1: Sir, so that watch nearly killed you. I love a bargain and I will not be told. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a walk on the promenade to see, en- see
0: if Enrico and his magic briefcase is still there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't know if you ever went to like Wellsbourne Market or anything in in Stratford upon Avon back in the day, but there was like a there was a lot of like very in trends that were happening, and when like when things like Nerf and Super Soaker came out, we couldn't afford the proper Super Soakers or the proper Nerfs, so we get the stuff that you get from Wellsbourne Market. It's just like oh awesome, I've got a new Berf. <laughs> You fire it once, it has somebody's eye out, and then you run away before the lawsuit happens.
0: I remember buying my first Jilet, uh razor from there. Too many E's, too many L's. The Gillette nine blade. Nine blade. Mm. Not all in the same blade, you understand. It was just nine separate deadly looking blades it was
1: one blade but there were nine lines drawn across <laughs> it <The> in <Empire>. Byron.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. lovely <laughs> what they were actually is some guy just before we'd come had got a pencil sharpener undone it and just got the blades out of them stuck them in a box and said there you are That's <laughs> gillette blades that is stick that on your razor <laughs> you won't worry about hair on your face again
1: i need to buy some new deodorant do you have any of that sphinx africa <laughs> three bottles for a pound <laughs> yes please Doubles as car wax. Really? <laughs> Brilliant.
0: <laughs> and if I've got stubborn blockages down my sink, I can use that too. My God, what a versatile product. So
1: good. Whatever what what happens to products like that, you know, what, you know where you stand with products like that. <laughs> when you can go to a market with a teller and come back with bags, just bags full of stuff. But stuff that you didn't go to buy in the first place.
0: I mean, I don't remember ever going to Wellsbourne Market and thinking in my mind, you know what I need? 20 pack of soap. That's what I need. 20 pack. <laughs> 20 pack of pigeon soap. You couldn't have Dove. You Dove to have pigeon. Pigeon soap. Mum,
1: mum, I need a toothbrush. Oh, well, that's great. I'll go to World World Market. She comes back with a pack of 10 and you're like, thanks. These are all the toothbrushes I will ever need for the rest of my adult life.
0: <laughs> but you see that, right? That is exactly the same as going to Costco. Yes. You go to Costco, you think, I'm going to get a bargain here. <laughs> right? It's exactly the same as a market. You walk in, you're all very dazzled by the fact that there's millions of everything. You're like, right, okay, fucking hell. I mean, I like Liam Perrin's sauce, but have I ever thought about owning a five litre drum of it? No. (laughs) But am I going to buy it because I'm here? Fuck yeah. Put that in my trolley. In fact, it's buy one, get one free. Now I have 10 litres of (laughs) Liam Perrin's sauce and I don't think in my entire life I've managed to finish one (laughs) bottle. What makes me think I want 10 litres to walk out there for 25 quid? I don't know.
1: Oh, uh, do you have any t- uh, any um, Heinz tomato ketchup? Yes. What's the smallest one you sell? Oh, it's a yard. A yard of tomato ketchup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's up in the factory sealed cellophane on the top shelf. If you want to go up there and get it, you have to get your own cherry picker. Fuck me. This place is Amazing. Have you got crisps? Not half.
1: <laughs> my um, my boss told me a great story about Costco, which was where he took his wife, when they just moved house, he took his wife to Costco. Very, very big warehouse. A lot of space, a lot of room. And they were looking at TVs. And he pointed to a TV and was like, oh, that's quite a nice one. Maybe we could get that. And she was like, do you think it's, it's a bit small, isn't it? Because, you know, you're looking at this giant-ass TV but in a huge warehouse. So he got away with buying a 65-inch TV for his house. And his wife was just like, at the time, she went, yeah, it seems okay. And then when they got it home, she was like, what the shit in Christ? <laughs>
0: scale is relevant. <laughs> All scale is relevant.
1: It really is. That's why, that's why showrooms for, like, diamonds and things like that are so incredibly fancy, because it's all about the environment. If you were trying to sell somebody a very expensive diamond, I don't know, in, let's say, the back of a chip shop van... <laughs> <laughs> It just doesn't have the same allure. It's all about the setting of the scenario. It's all about the way in which you build the construct of the, of the purchase.
0: Plus the grease in the air makes it very difficult to keep purchase on the diamonds as they keep falling into the deep fryer. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I mean, they, they got clever. They had to start battering them so they could fish them back out.
2: <laughs> Battered diamonds, sir.
1: Only in Skagnes. <laughs>
0: But no curry sauce. <laughs> Fuck me, you can get diamonds but no curry sauce. That's the world we live in. You're right though. You wouldn't find very high brow items like that being sold out the back of a van, uh, chip shop or otherwise. Mm. Think about another product that you probably wouldn't find out right. Designer clothes, sure. right? Now I'd also I'd always like to do this as an experiment to see if anyone ever noticed. Take a George in Asda, mm. for mm-hmm. example. And take half the stock away. And replace that stock with like, I don't know, Barber, uh, anything from like high-end stores. See if anyone actually notices. See if they not actually, like when it's all relative and it's all against it there. I mean, okay, sure, it will be less shiny. Um, you just don't point lights at it. You know, that nylon and pure silk then look exactly the same in the dark. So you light it properly. You send people in and see if people can actually tell the difference between what's designed and what's not. Obviously, this would be a big invite. Uh, big operation, you would have to go through and take all the labels off, which, granted, may make price pricing a problem. Haven't really thought this plan out, but still, I think it should be good as a social experiment.
1: I like the idea of there being, like, I don't know, incredibly high-priced haute couture, like, you know, you go into a Georgia Asda and you're like, jeggings, a small strappy top, Gucci season <laughs> 2020, £4,000 minko <laughs> jodpers. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you, could, if you could hide these incredibly, like, valuable goods, stuff, uh, yeah, everything else that Asda have got on sale. I wonder if anybody would notice. I'm
0: waiting for the time that designers take nylon back and they realise that nylon is actually what people want. They're like, this is 100% nylon and sell it as a plus. Mm. And it'd be called Nylon. <laughs> nylon by Calvin Klein. Mm. You know, like we were saying with films, and if you end it with a date... It becomes a, you know, you say anything, end it with a date, it becomes a mm. film, trailer. Say anything and end it with, by Calvin Klein, it becomes a perfume.
1: Tea by Calvin Klein. Branston Pickle, mm. by Calvin Klein. <laughs> a four-day-old kebab, by Calvin Klein.
0: <laughs> Swarfigur, by Calvin Klein. Actually, Swarfigur would work. It would. Um, so, when the world returns to normal, what's the first thing you're going to do that you haven't been allowed to do while you've been in lockdown?
1: When the world returns to normal, what's the first thing I'm going to do that I haven't been allowed to do in lockdown?
0: Very funny echo, in it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know, like I, me, I think there are a lot of things that I'm not going to be doing. And I'm going to need to, time to mourn those things. I'm not going to be going to the cinema. I'm not going to be going to gigs. But things that I definitely am going to do, I am going to drive to Durham to Barnard Castle and see what all the fuss was about. <laughs> um, no, I um, yeah, I just want to go to things like um, the National Trust um, and go and see a few like parks and gardens and houses and stuff. I want to do a lot more outdoorsy things. I want to go camping quite fancy camping. You want to go camping? I want to go camping. This is on
0: record, you know. This will be on the internet. People will hear this. You want Do to go camping?
1: I would like to go camping. I would like to go to somewhere kind of like a bit rurally, maybe like the Peak District or, or the New Forest or something like that, and I want to go camping.
0: Because we, we've known each other for quite a lot of years. Yes. And... We have been camping precisely twice, three times. Yes. And all of those times was the back garden of our respective houses.
1: Yes. Well, for a long time, I thought that's what camping was. It's just occasionally sleeping outside and giving your parents a break.
0: I mean, sure. When you're a kid, that, that is the very definition of camping. But when you're an adult, it's like, I want to appreciate my house more. <laughs> I'm going to live in a pack a mac for a day.
1: <laughs> I want to appreciate where I live, so I'm gonna stop living here for an evening. Go and sleep outside. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna go right, fuck it. I'm going outside to sleep in the cold, uh, but I'm taking as many creature comforts with me as I can, so the car will be full of all the necessities that I live uh, need to live my life outside of this very domicile. Uh thank you very much. I'll see you in three days when I'm cold, wet, tired and slightly smelly. You have to if you go to like festivals and stuff. Sure, but do you count that as, like, proper camping or just a necessity of, like, I've got to sleep
1: somewhere? Yes, it's that. It's the latter. I'm not
0: actively going to do this for enjoyment. This just happens to be a necessary evil of where it's, I am. it's that. It's definitely mm. that.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if there's anything to take out of three, just just shy of three months of perpetual nothingness... If it hasn't helped you at least order in your mind the things that you are happy about not having to do anymore, and the things that you miss and want to do more of, you know, um, we you and I are both members of a snooker club. I really yes. want to play some snooker. Like, yes, really
0: I, I, I'd like to return to that. Although mm. there is a there is a very good snooker game on the um, on the Switch, which we could live vicariously through uh,
1: before that time. Fine, let's take this offline and we'll have a chat about it.
0: Great. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we've yeah we had, I think we've had two sets of those membership cards now. We've been precisely three times. So we should definitely look more into that mm. when this, I hope they open again. See, well, now you get to that keeping stage. keeping them afloat,
1: you know. Yeah. Well,
0: this is it. You you get to that stage now. You're like, well, who is going to open? Who is coming back? Uh, you know. shops are you, no? Shops are set to open again on, what, the 20-something? 20-something mm-hmm. of June? Mm-hmm. But what a miserable experience that's going to be. With the social distancing policy, I mean it's bad enough in supermarkets which are
1: huge, let alone a little boutique corner shop. Yeah, see that's the other thing as well, like it's it's those guys that are going to be having the toughest time. Did you hear about how much money Jeff Bezos has made over the course of this pandemic? He's doing he's doing very well. How much has he made? He he's made approximately 36 billion. Since the uh, since the pandemic started.
0: See, the thing is, if you will look at Argos and Littlewood's catalogue and you go, well, this is all fine, but what you're missing is putting it on a computer in front of everybody and not having shops at all, uh, mm. then you've seen the future, my friend. Mm. Now, here's the thing, right? And I'm not, uh, this is a little off topic, but it's made me think. Mm-hmm. Hair regeneration, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, people sell hair serum and all of this kind of like mystical, magical ways that you can, oh, you can increase your hair growth. Look at this miracle, miracle cream, rub it on. Here comes your hair and stuff like this. If the guy who owns Amazon is bald as a coop, Mm. that shit don't work. Because if he can't buy hair, you can't get hair. Mm. Think like this. When you look at the super rich and you think of ailments and disfigurements, and I'm not saying baldness is a disfigurement, but you look at certain issues And you think, if you can't rectify that and you've got billions in the bank, what's that £9.50 jar in boots going to do for me?
1: I don't think I'd buy balding prevention cream. I don't think I'd buy any... I wouldn't wear a toupee. Would I embrace being bald? I think I'd probably embrace being bald. But if I had hundreds of billions of dollars, I think I probably wouldn't need to... Give a shit, because then that's probably where he's at. He's like, well, it doesn't matter that I'm bored. Having sex with numerous supermodels, I'm worth more than anybody else in the entire world, and go fuck yourselves. When when
0: I go out to clubs, I have a toupee made of money. Yes. And suddenly people leap into my (laughs) lap.
1: At what point, though, this is the question, I can't remember the exact figure he's worth, but it's way over 100 billion. At what point do you go, I'm probably set now. I'm going to stop.
0: I don't know if you do. I don't know when you get that much money. It's like, it's all relative, right? Let's take it back to when you get your first job. Mm. You think, right, okay, that is a lot of money. I'm on mm. £10 a week. I have got the fucking world at my feet, right? And then you start spending it. You know, like, oh, I'll buy a little bit there, buy a little bit there. Okay, that £10 a week now, that's gone. That's not really enough anymore. Sure. Then you get, you get more and you get more and you get more. And as you increase in money... Your expenditures get more, and suddenly it then all becomes relative. so if you go from a paper boy earning ten pound a week to a yeah. billionaire earning yeah. thirty odd billion in a couple of months, I mean fuck me, what are you buying but
1: he that's well, that's just the thing though he couldn't spend that money outside of perhaps buying countries yes, a country he couldn't spend that money if he tried. he couldn't spend that money. If he set his mind to it, if there was a kind of Brewster's Millions type scenario and it's like, right, Jeff, you've got to spend all 100 billion in the next year or you're going to be dragged to hell by demons. I think I might be confusing Brewster's Millions with ghosts, but never mind. I can't remember what the the plot was, but yeah, spend the money or you get shot in the face. Um, You know, he couldn't do that if he tried. Like, there aren't enough supercars in the world to spend $100 billion.
0: I guess you could go around and you could wipe out a few countries' national debts if you fancied. You could do that. Get rid of the money yeah. pretty quick by doing that. Yeah. Right, I now own your country. Dance. What would you make a country do if you owned it? Well, now I own the Cayman Islands. Great. Turn it into a wildlife reserve? Just move these people off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What are you going to do with your Cayman Islands? I'm going to turn the K into a H and now it'll be the Hey, man, Islands. Because <laughs> I've always wanted to do that.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't think it's possible for someone to sit through an entire film on their phone, would you? Like, say, in a cinema that's not full of, you know... Not full, not
1: absolutely full, but full enough. Not at capacity, you but there's a lot of people in there anyway.
0: You wouldn't think, oh, do you know what I'll do? I'll go into this cinema, I'll pay and watch this film, and I'll sit on my phone for the duration of it. But not only that, I'll book a seat in the front row. That's what I'll do. Who did that? Actually happened. I went to see no. the Sonic the Hedgehog movie more times than I care to count. Uh, but I went to see it. And on one of the occasions that I went to see it, uh, it's the first time that I've actually bothered to get up, walk down to the front row, and just say to them, was like, if you want to be on your phones, may I suggest you do it outside?"
1: <laughs> did you really? <laughs> I, did. I became how, the how adult. Old, how old was this person? I don't know.
0: Five? No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they were they were probably in their like mid mid twenties, oh. um, uh, and they they jumped as if I have just said, uh, I don't know, there are scorpions crawling on your face right now.
1: <laughs> probably Look the voice off. didn't help, I admit. A family Oops. of rabid ants have crawled into your pyjamas and are ferociously munching at your testicles. <laughs> Crabs. That also would have probably shocked them.
0: But they, they actually, to be fair to the girls, they were very apologetic and they were, Oh, I'm sorry. It's like, well, it's okay. Don't do it again. And then I slicked off backwards, but you could do it in that cool way because it's quite dark, so you can kind of slip mm. into the shadows. You know, I did that. Nice. Yeah. I see, it. no one on the audio will get that, but I, I saw that. and That was effort. Mm. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> so I guess I will, I will lament, I will lament the loss of movie theaters for not being able to, you know, find my calling, which is going and telling off people in the cinema.
1: Oh, I remember being told off in the cinema. It was with you, in fact by me (laughs) no it wasn't by you it was with you I got smacked on the back of the head for making jokes about Titanic
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, I remember that also uh, you had I believe you had popcorn thrown at you for doing ooh in the middle of uh, Independence Day
1: I also got somebody threw an entire thing of Pepsi at me like a whole thing of Pepsi at me because apparently I was kicking their seat and that was in one of the Harry Potter films
0: Wow, that's intense. And that's yeah. a waste of Pepsi, that is. Yeah, it was. I do remember getting felt up from behind for the entire duration of Home Alone 3, <laughs> which is probably the best thing that ever happened in that film. <laughs> I have great memories of Home Alone 3. I can't remember the film at all. But I remember. <laughs> I remember something creeping in from behind the cinema.
1: What happened that day? What happened? Do you remember when it was okay to be felt up by a stranger in a cinema? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and to reminisce about it 20 years later on a podcast as if it was a good thing
1: <laughs> those days are gone am i right i listened to uh episode one of the uh quite Enjoy podcast the other day oh did you i did yes wow how does yeah. it compare to what we do now the mics sound way better now
0: <laughs> we had we had one microphone dangling on a cord in between us both yes i believe did. on that one yes we did yeah and we would just <laughs> we would just been out to get ice creams we were sitting in my flat and i like, should we record ourselves talking nonsense yes why don't we do that for 13 years but let's break for eight of
1: them all right yeah let's do <laughs> Should I have kids in between? Yeah, why not? Uh, yeah. Break it up. It'll be good. <laughs> yeah, let's,
0: let's just mix it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then let's announce
0: you're moving to Australia in one of the episodes and then never talk about that again.
1: <laughs> well, we're in lockdown now. You, you could be in Australia. This, this could be a just, thing.
0: I'm in Kazbysikstan. You look that up on a map.
1: <laughs> Try and Google that.
0: <laughs> you don't know if it's a K or a C.
1: <laughs> or is it an F and it's silent?
0: But how many Qs? You'll never know. (laughs) You'll never find me, neither will the IRS.
1: I'm gonna. Do you want to play the thing? Let's play the thing. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Alright, we'll put put that tingly nonsense on in the background.
0: Which is great, because we're never really sure how long that piece of music is. There are different, varying lengths of it. Isn't it Is it otherworldly to be talking about the music that's playing while not hearing the music that's playing, but knowing the music will be there to play you (laughs) out? It's
1: reassuring. That's how I feel about
0: it. That's how I feel about it, too. <laughs> I bet it sounded glorious. <laughs> Bram out. In and
1: an